What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 103 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, although a day late, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I'm playing with plushes from video game characters. <laughs> Got Yoshi and Amaratsu from Persona 5. Or Persona 3, actually. Uh, Is that plushie an amiibo? The Yoshi one? Yeah, the Yoshi's an amiibo. Yeah, yeah. I, these ones are super cute. I, the giant one, I wasn't a big fan of. Like, where am I going to put that? Put these yeah, yeah. I have I have one that's that size, but I it's like the craft, like the yarn one. Yeah, this is the yarn one. Oh, is it? Is it? It's hard because it's a little blurry because it's focusing on you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah, this is, oh. uh, it, it's great. I think I also have the blue. I don't think I got the pink one. I think uh, I have, I think I have the blue one. Uh, I can't remember what color I have. Yeah. Maybe I have the pink one? I don't know. Well, welcome to Amiibo Talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those were all the... So they bought an Amiibo. Yeah, it's funny because I have all my Disney Infinity figures up here, but the Amiibos are downstairs. Uh, it, oh god, did I forget to unmute us? I forgot to unmute us on stream again. It's all right. You guys just missed the Amiibo talk. There we go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the, the, the podcast <coughs> got us. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, that's a little bit bonus yeah. for you guys. Oh, uh, it's so funny. Angie comes in here. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late." Angie, you didn't miss anything because we were anything. muted. You, so you, you came missed, in. You, you missed the fan fiction between Yoshi and the Persona Three dog that I created uh, right here. Um, their love is forbidden. But that doesn't stop them. Um, it's a very, it's it's a very romantic fan fiction coming to you from right. fan fiction sites. Well, enough of that. <laughs> We're here to talk about actual games, not the ones inside your head. Let's uh, talk about what we've been playing. I am going to go first this week uh, because I have nothing <laughs> to talk about really. Unfortunately, it's been one of those weeks where I had court very early, pretty much every single day, and uh, most of my game time because of the, the kids and, and general life happens late at night. And so I wasn't normally if the court is local and eh, who cares? I'll show up a little tired. It's not a big deal. That's what coffee's for. Um, but these courts were like two and a half hours, two hours, an hour and a half away. So I haven't played a ton. The one thing I have been playing and been playing like way too, too much of it is uh, Marvel Snap, which, you know, I already talked about it last week. I mentioned last week that I was a platinum division. Uh, I have ranked up to Diamond. I'm kind of like ebbing and flowing in that, trying to get up to, I think, Vibranium is next. And uh, it's good, man. So I can't remember if I mentioned it last week or not, but the way Marvel Snap works is that there are three locations where you can play cards. And occasionally, there's a featured location that shows up in your matches more often. So there was like two days where the featured location was... Uh, ongoing effects don't work here, right? So any cards you play with ongoing effects wouldn't work there. My deck is almost, the one I've been using the most of is an on-reveal deck. So every time I play a card, when it flips over, its effect on-reveal goes into play. I don't think people were realizing that there was a featured location that week because I was going up against a lot of ongoing decks and just dominating. And so I was able to like fly up the ranks that way. Um, so Since they, then, though, it's been a little bit more of an ebb and flow where I've been gaining. Some nights I gain a bunch, and then some nights I just have, you know, a, a landslide. So they, they do, I'm guessing, so they do do stuff in rank where it does change up the meta a bit. Then yeah, so, I I mean, the feature locations definitely change things up. For example, the current feature location is Bifrost, which after turn four, I believe it is, uh, all cards will move 
one lo over to the right one location. <clears throat> and there are some cards that their effects are when this card moves, leave a copy in the old location. Or when this card moves, add two to its power, stuff like that. And so there is there is some like once you have enough cards and you've built a number of decks, you can kind of pick and choose what deck you go into a match with based on the fact that there's a high probability that a featured location is going to show up that affects the game. And okay. so um yeah, it's I mean it's I I really really like this game. Um I think that it's a little bit <clears throat> One of the pitches of this game was like, you know, you can earn. It's not. It's not pay to win, right? Mm -hmm. You're not buying cards. The cards all have to be earned. Um, although there there are some like featured cards right now that you can, like, buy packs to have a chance at getting them. Anyway, um, they don't seem overly strong though. So, I, I guess that's how they get around it. The the thing is though, is that in order to unlock cards organically you have to go through this progression check where you are upgrading uh the rarity of the cards you already have you know so giving them cool effects which i yeah. talked about last week um and it it's also it's reliant on you getting also this in-game currency that you can earn but you can also buy that in-game currency so it's one of those things where like yeah, you could sit here and grind and, and get these other cards. And, and some of them aren't that great, but some of them, like, there are cards that I've seen people play that I have yet to get in, in my collection. I'm assuming they're on that track. And they feel <clears throat> very, very strong. And they also feel like exactly what I want to add to my favorite deck right now. And so it does feel like, okay, technically it's not pay to win. You guys are right there. But it does feel like, you know pay to get there faster right yeah um which i think is always kind of a bummer uh i, th I know assassin's creed did that kind of thing with their experience boost and it almost feels like when companies do that that they tailor the gameplay around that fact right i mean it's <clears> kind of <throat> like the old classic clash of clans clash royale type thing mm -hmm. where it's just like hey you can slowly upgrade your uh cards or your units but mm -hmm. if you pay you can get you can speed up these like the building requirements yeah uh, for these units and things like that now I, I will say that I I am happy with the cards I have right now. And I think that while I was a little, there was a point where I was a little bit frustrated that I was going up against these people that had cards that I didn't have. And they all seemed to be running like a semi-similar deck <clears throat> that it seemed to beat me like every time once I came across this particular deck. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, I know how to counter this now. I understand how to like what's going to happen and what they're trying to do. And so I do think that right now it is fairly balanced. I'm not seeing any one particular type of deck uh, dominate in, in the meta. Um, but it's also, I'm also in a closed beta, right? And so like I am seeing usernames that I recognize over and over and over again <laughs> in my rank, right? Do you have a vendetta so, against somebody? Like who, who's your nemesis right now? <coughs> I, I do, but only only like when I'm in a session, right? Okay. Where like I, if I if I beat somebody a couple times and then I see them again, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> or if I lose to somebody and then I see them again, I'm like, all right, redemption, you know? Airpl airplane mode. <laughs> airplane <laughs> mode. <laughs> but like uh, when, you, when you do come uh, across these people again, do you find yourself 
like, are you using the same deck, or do you so are you I, playing I, differently, or does no. it like a meta game? <clears throat> like, oh, they did this last time, so I should do this. Well, there are times. Where, yes, exactly. It's like they did this last time. They wanted this is what they're trying to achieve. But there is also the with all these kind of cards, game Hearthstone's the same way, right? Is that like there's some RNG to this? You know, I might not pull the cards I need to have my ideal outcome. And unfortunately, my current deck that I, I play the most is kind of a like make or break on me getting two, if not three particular cards out. Um, <clears throat> and so that's why there are times where I've lost to somebody and then I, I face them again almost immediately. Right. Because yeah. obviously we're around the same rank. We're just queuing right back up. And uh, and then I beat them next time just because I got the cards or they didn't get the cards, you know, Um but yeah, I, I I'm enjoying it. I think it's a blast. Um, I anticipate playing more games other than that. Uh, I mean, the truth truth be told, I did play some other games. It's just I don't know if there's anything we're talking about. Uh, I I should mention Rubber Bandits. Rubber Bandits has been out for a while, and Rubber Bandits had had like only one actual like game mode in it, and it just played out on different maps. Well, they've changed it up where it's much more of a party game where like they have different. <coughs> game modes with different objectives and uh you, you basically like you vote for it and then it cycles through the ones you vote for and then picks one um I, that game is, is very good like i, I feel like that game from laughter when i played yeah it. It i feel like the game should be much bigger than it is honestly is it this the 1.2 update build a bandit um I don't know, but you see here, like we, whenever we, whenever I played first, the whole mode was like get the cash, get out, right? Well, now they have like um, they have a mode where, yeah, like that one. You can see it if you're watching live stream. They have a mode where you're tossing bombs back and forth, and it's like a hot potato almost. And then if you get if you the bomb explodes close to you or, or while you have it in your hands, then uh, last man standing wins. And then there's also one where, like, <clears throat> well, if you take damage, you have, like, a, uh, what's essentially a suicide vest strapped to you. And the only way to get it off is to do damage to another player. And you have a timer of 10 seconds that you could hold the vest for. But if you get it off, your timer doesn't reset. So now you're just at 8 seconds, you know, or 7 seconds, however many seconds it may be. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've added a whole bunch of different modes. And, and for the most part, like... They're all, um, they're all a lot of fun. Heist, and so, carnage, brawl, bomb panic, team brawl, pork pursuit, snack attack, and dodge bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is much more massive uh, than what I played back in December. And, it, and it's like it's such a fun. It's like if you've never played this, if you have Game Pass, uh, I'm not sure if it's on PlayStation uh, Plus Extra or Premium, um, but. If it is on there, just grab a couple of friends and play yeah. this. Uh, it, it is 100% guaranteed to be a great time. It's so much fun, man. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. That wraps up what I've been playing. Bilal, what about you? What have you been getting into this week? You know, uh, I've been getting into the latest and greatest, uh, you know, 2017's uh, hit Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> is this because you're trying to catch up for three? Is that what this... So, so I don't need... So I don't need to... Um, play two to play three so the reviews came out for xenoblade chronicles three mm -hmm. on a tuesday uh and they are 
pretty great from the sounds of things. They, they take what's great with the series and only and continue to improve on them. The game is supposed to be massive, uh, which is a plus or minus depending on like what you're looking for um, from uh, Aussie games nowadays. Uh, usually, I'm I shy away, but nowadays I think maybe like one good long RPG on the Switch, mm-hmm. which I've found more time for in my life, uh, is something that I can like uh, get excited about. And so um, I was like. You know, and I talked last week how I went back and I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 1. And I had, like, a very negative relationship with this franchise before of, like, I just didn't get it. And so when I went back and played 1 on, and I beat that, I was like, hey, actually, this was a lot of fun. So I went back to 2, which I only put, like, 7-8 hours into, restarted that, and I really like it. <laughs> I, I don't know why I stopped playing. Maybe it wasn't a game for me at that time. Uh, you know, five, five years later, I'm a different person, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I have, I am actually kind of sad that I'm going to be dropping this game tonight and just jumping right into three at midnight. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it's very anime, but it's very good storytelling and world building. I think what Monolith, Monolith Soft does really well is it craft these like very detailed and like lore heavy worlds right from the get-go like you're in it they're not sitting there explaining things uh, of like how things work you, you kind of just like experience it by being in that world doing these <laughs> side quests um it, and like i think the one complaint i do have with xenoblade 2 is like some of the female designs are you know just like a group of guys in a room just like let's let's make some anime ass girls and they did yeah. that um but outside of that like the writing and like the combat like all that has started to click and that feels great um but you know next week i'll be back talking about xenoblade chronicles 3 uh which i'm hoping to get a good amount of time uh on uh other than that i have dived into mobile gaming a bit um marvel snap no Mm. Uh, did you play octopath traveler no all right, Octopath Traveler was one of the first 2D HD games that Square Enix uh, released on the Nintendo Switch, and I think it has come to uh, other systems and consoles um, since then. They Square Enix has launched uh, a mobile uh, prequel to Octopath Traveler called Champions of the Continent, and this came out Tuesday, and I was like, hey... Uh, why don't I give this a shot? Uh, you know, I'm always up for RPG. And when you start up this game, you're, uh, it says, this is a single-player RPG. Play at your own pace. There's no multiplayer component to it. <coughs> but the one component that it does have is gotcha. So, mm. <laughs> so you start off the game. Uh, you, get su- you get summoned um, from this, like, old dude summons you in. And you become, like, a five-star uh traveler uh that you can get so they at least give you one right off the bat and people are re-rolling to see you know for the, whatever tier of character they want um uh, trying to get that but they also give you a couple more and they you know they give you the free gems currency but what i found is like when it comes to a lot of these rpgs with like the gacha mechanics there's so many different mechanics that are they throw at you all at once that it's impossible to come into those games like years down the road it's just like well if you do this then you have to level up these items and if you have this equipment then there's this awakening uh and you 
it's just like no i just want, i just want to play something with a story and this actually does feel like an rpg and that's where i really like it um you get to choose from like three different starting points uh, as you try to take down these um villains there's like the path of wealth power or fame i went down the fame <laughs> route and mm. the the writing and the story um are pretty top notch it's very dark <laughs> like the villain in the fame the fame arc is uh this like playwright who is like big throughout the land who just kind of gets his inspiration by killing people <laughs> and he just gets away with it and people allow him to because his plays are so good um and so like I, i'm playing through that chapter but like once you finish the chapter one of that you can then go to the ch chapter ones of the others and level up your characters your party is made up of eight um eight travelers so you have a front row and a back row and you can switch between them uh heroes from the front row that get moved to the back recover hp and heal uh they brought over this the same uh, fi uh fighting mechanics from octopath traveler with the boost mode so you can boost your abilities to, like hit multiple times or uh, amplify your magic spells i highly recommend this it, it, there's so much to do and i don't feel like it's asking to, to nickel or dime me one of the things i do think that does they did that's a bit confusing is um with a lot of gotcha games they have these like gotcha banners uh of what of like hey these are the travelers that you can get from uh, this or the characters you can get from the specific banner uh, yeah you can use the, the free to play currency uh or the premium currency both the free to play and the free currency are called rubies same same symbol um same uh like there's like nothing that differentiates them but some banners can only be obtained with paid rubies and others can only be through uh, free rubies, which is like very strange uh, to me. Like, why why wouldn't they just call it like emerald yeah, or something for the pay? Right. Um, other than that, there's like I haven't run into a situation where I need to pay for characters. Like, I feel like I I they gave me a bunch of free gems. I got summons. I haven't I got another five star um, uh, cleric uh, off the off the. Uh, poll and i was very happy uh with that uh it, you know it's been it, it's been a very good game and i've actually been going back into this um almost daily uh yeah pretty much daily uh play quick uh quick chapter every traveler you get has their own personal side story as well so there's quests you get from every new traveler you get uh there's citizens out there with their own side quests there's a town building mechanic uh from one of the side quests so you can help build up this town by helping folks out it's there's a lot to it and the fact that it's free and i don't feel like i actually have to pay money to enjoy this i like especially coming off of diablo immortal where it kind of started yeah. feeling like hey this game's just like throwing like pay me money uh towards me uh you know it's it, it's kind of refreshing i do know that they are because uh, this game released in japan earlier on so there's apparently there's supposed to be like a near automata um tie in with the characters it'll be a character banner for that they, i know they're gonna have like 2b and 9s and a2 uh as part of that and it, it's interesting because you know a lot of times when you see gacha games do this you're just like uh you're like oh they're just doing it because so and so but this one kind of like it makes sense like you had travelers from other areas <laughs> come mm -hmm. in i i know it i know it's <clears throat> still a money grab but, yeah uh it kind of feels more like it'll fit in 
in here, and it, uh, you could naturally have like side quests for these characters fill in this world. Yeah, that's my that's my. Pick that's cool. I, I I think it's really pretty. Um, probably not my type of game, but uh, also my my phone is strictly a Marvel Snap machine now. Uh, no, no, but no, that's that's cool. Yeah, it's available on Android and iOS as of July twenty seventh. I think it released like late night on the twenty sixth, um, like nine p.m. So I got in early. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's a it's a good time uh, if you, if you want a mobile RPG on the go and the uh, touch controls. There's no like virtual D pad. It's everything's like nicely done with swipes. Um, like you could tap on the map and the characters will auto run there. Um, it, it's very cool. All right. Well, that wraps up what we've been playing. Kind of a light week this past week. Let's go ahead and get right into the news. Uh, kick it off with, you know, our favorite game, uh, Destiny 2. Actually, I, have to, I still have to finish. Um, what was it? We, we need to have a conversation about kicking the show off with uh, Destiny news. All right. Because. I, I, listen, I went from oldest to newest. That's how I do it every week. <clears throat> All right. I do this. Destiny 2's Lightfall reveal stream is happening a season season earlier than expected. The next Destiny showcase will take place August 23rd. Uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall, the penultimate expansion in the Light and Darkness saga of Destiny, will be revealed will be revealed on August 23rd. Bungie announced Thursday. Um. Bungie. So here's my thing. I want to be excited, but as each expansion has come out for Destiny, I have lost friends at play, and I, I just, still... <laughs> I just wish they would just. I, I mean, and I understand. I understand. Yeah. It's probably more player friendly to just keep adding uh, more content to Destiny Two. I get it. Yeah. I just wish there was a Destiny Three. I wish it was a fresh starting point where I could just hop back on and not feel like you know. Just kill off the guardian from Destiny One and Two, and yep. uh, give me give me someone new. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get you, and like so with Light Lightfall was originally their ending point that they had because I think it was with the Moon expansion when they announced that they had laid out what the uh what Destiny Two would look like going into the future, all the way up to Lightfall, and Lightfall yeah. marked the end of Destiny Two. Then they came out last year and like, hey. Actually, we're looking over everything we're planning on doing, and we actually have think we're gonna need one more expansion after that to wrap up Destiny Two. And like, I'm I'm hoping someone out there is working on a Destiny Three. Yeah. Like, there's a team that has started looking at like, hey, this is these are all the pitfalls we ran into with Destiny Two, uh, with the engine and whatnot, and like, let's start working on what we need to make a Destiny Three. Um, so um, I'm hoping yeah, it all comes. So it, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was Jeff Gersman who was talking about this. And games like this have gotten better about onboarding new players, right? The problem is is relapse players like us. That's where these games struggle, you know, because so much does change. And then finding a way to be like, oh, this is what you were to remember. Oh, this is what you do doing before. These are the things that changed, and here's how we onboard you from what you're used to to what's new. Yeah, um, is is a struggle and a problem, and I, I wish somebody would solve that because there's actually Destiny's not the only one, right? Um, like there are a lot of games that even at, even some games that I've I've never I've only 
played like an hour of the, the best example being um warframe right i've played like an hour and a half of warframe something like that yeah and every time there's like new news about that and about new expansion and stuff like that i'm always like warframe seems cool um seems like something i would like it just didn't run well when i first played it oh it runs uh, much better now yeah um i did dive into it i think before we started doing this podcast again for a little bit and i was like i was like people like warframe maybe i should try warframe and i was like it's cool uh playing by myself i don't know if it's fun but uh maybe with others yeah but like i think i think the, the biggest issue with and not just this and i mentioned this with the octopath and gotcha games in general is like if you do return to those games usually the like you said the systems do change everything does change but there's never a de- I, and i think this it, it's a not just a problem in gaming it's just corporate america in general uh like you have startups that they start fast they move quickly they're defining their processes as they go but there's not someone there to like be like hey let's slow down let's like redefine how we do certain things and so i think as more live services games are created what is needed is uh, a team to step in and be like, hey, how do we address lapsed users or new users mm-hmm. that come in? What's the best way we can get them uh, um, suited with our uh, systems? But then on top of that, whatever they're proposing needs to then needs dev time available to address as well. So you have devs working on a new expansion, new content, but you also need that need a new team to be to come in and help uh, develop all that. It gets tricky because I I literally am in a work environment right now that's very similar to this where it's like that like everyone is competing for dev time for features for what they need and it becomes tougher and tougher to um, get the smaller things or just like nice to haves uh, out the door because you you know you're trying to keep the monetization up and it, yeah like so it's like yes we can get relapsed players back but if we have this player base that's loyal and already spending. How do we keep them happy as well? Right. No, I get it. Yeah. It's not an easy, like, easy problem to solve. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news. Uh, a new trailer for Dragon Ball The Breakers, a game that I had forgotten even got announced, was released and revealed that the game will release on October 14th. For those of you who don't know, Dragon Ball The Breakers is uh, their Bandai Namco's take on an asymmetrical multiplayer game in the vein of Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th or Evolve. And it will pit the players in the role of either one of seven survivors, who are ordinary underpowered civilians in the Dragon Ball universe, or in the role of a raider, one of three superpowered villains, including Cell, Boo, or Frieza. Um, Do I get to play as Yamcha? Because I want to be Yamcha. <laughs> so, it's funny. I... More often than not, enjoy these types of games and these type of multiplayer games. Um, this one is just odd. <laughs> I signed up for the beta. I think okay. there was like beta signups. Uh, so I'm hoping I get into that. I, I, unlike you, I don't really play much of these, but mm-hmm. I know this is a $40 title. So yeah, I, that's actually I'm, normally where these things launch at. Yeah. And I'm glad Bandai Namco at least acknowledges <laughs> that. Cause I think at $60, there's no way something right. like this even gets traction. I do think the smart move here might be like, hey, why don't we go Game Pass, PlayStation Plus Premium, or uh, yeah, on this. I mean, you know, it, maybe it, not it, immediately, but after some time, and then you could get the player base up that way. It it could be uh, surprisingly good. Like I I don't want to say that you know 
I'm completely out on on this right away. It's just yeah. I don't know. Everything looks odd. Honestly, this it, trailer it has a jank. It has a jank of one yes. of these games. Which yes, is like which is kind yes. of funny. It's it's you know what it is. It's that like if it it reminds the character models and stuff like that remind me of like uh, 3D arena fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Which they you know Dragon Ball has prior to Dragon Ball Fighters. That's you know kind of the that was the bread and butter of anime the fighters. Games. Yes, exactly, and then. Uh, and the movement in those games is terrible. I hate playing those games. I hate how they feel. And that's what this reminds me of. And so, I, I, I don't know. Hopefully you do get in and you can let me know what it's like and, and maybe I, I'll give it a shot. Um, Alright, next story. We got Multiverses is adding LeBron James and Rick and Morty to the roster. What everybody's a wild story. Everybody's favorite fictional character, LeBron James. Uh, yeah, it's 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 nuts. I mean, it's also... it's it's kind of funny and i actually saw some of his like taunt animations and stuff like that like the the people who are the people developing this game for the most part like they get the characters right yeah. like they, they get what's funny about them they're all like they don't take them too serious honestly um and i i don't know man it's definitely silly i i uh I believe he's live now in the game. Um and then Rick and Morty is is will be coming out in in the future. Uh I I should boot this up and actually see and see if I can give LeBron a try. Have you gotten into the open beta? Or like uh, open I, it's it's open open. I was open. in it when it had like the early access. Uh so yeah. wait, I should say I was in the closed beta. Yeah. And then they had like the early access like the week before the open beta, but I just didn't get a chance to sit down and, and, and play. And so, yeah, I haven't downloaded it. I, I, you know, I just have to get in there and get some games in. I just have to sit in front of my, t- my, my TV and, and play some stuff. Um, but I've been wanting to sit down and play because I, I, I do like this. I even watched some, you know, fighting game streamers. Uh, you know, I was watching Hungrybox the other day, play some multiverses, Maximilian, play some multiverses. And then they had a bunch of actually just like big name streamers who don't normally play platform fighters playing this game as part of like a you know promotion ad yeah. basically. But I know people have been looking at the fighting numbers, not fighting numbers, the play numbers on Steam, just like the concurrent for it, and people are like, "This is like one of the most highly played fighting games uh, out there." I don't like looking at concurrent players at you know, a time of launch or something. Yeah, right. Just because, like, look at Halo. Like, that thing launched. Yeah. And it, it dropped yeah. Off. So it's I think, just, yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think those, that they, they seem to have a better roadmap already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that they are releasing content even after launch, like, you know, they're they're releasing co- content at, at fairly quickly. And that's what it's going to be about. Like, this game yeah. doesn't have enough maps, in my opinion, yet. It's the roster isn't as big as it needs to be for this type of fighter, especially when you're going to compare it to something like Super Smash Brothers, you know, um, Ultimate, and and so I'm excited to see where it goes because I do think that like, although it feels a little bit different than those other games, you know, than Smash, it's a little bit floatier in some regards and feels different than Brawlhalla and all these other games. I do think that it's a well done one of these, and. I enjoyed my time with it when I played with it and I could see myself like, you know, 
going back to it you know like say i hop on and we only have one person on and we want to play some yeah. like apex something like that but we can't because we don't want to play with the rando and so just being like hey so and so is going to be on in a little bit why don't we just hop in and, and do some matches um also it's fun to get a couple 2v2s in because they do have custom lobbies opened up right from the start and so yeah i i'm i'm right now i'm pretty high on uh multiverses um i want to get some more time in on it my one thing that bothers me though is that I wish it would recognize my fight stick and it does not on the Xbox. And so part of me thought about downloading it on uh, PC and then seeing if it'll recognize it there. Because huh. um, I would much rather, I, I would much rather play one of these with a fight stick. Um, which I know sounds silly for a platform fighter, but it's just my preference. Yeah, I, I need to get in on this to see if, if this is actually good. Or not. <laughs> but, I mean, I, uh, I think it is. I'm always down to play. Just let me know. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news. Square Enix Tactic, Tactics Ogre. Sorry, I've got like, it's got to be the cat hair. I feel <laughs> like I'm, I'm coughing and I'm like a little congested. So I'm... anyway, Square Enix's Tactics Ogre remake leaks again coming this November. Um, according to a leak details from the Sony PlayStation Store, RPG Tactics Ogre Let's Cling Together is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on November 11th. Uh, I have never been a Tactics fan. I know there are some people who absolutely adore the style of game and the Tactics franchise as a whole. Um, that's just not me. What about you? Are you... Uh, I, is this someone, your, your kind of jam? Yeah, I, I, love, I mean, I love Final Fantasy Tactics. On the Game mm -hmm. Boy Advance, I actually bought tactics ogre knights of lotus uh and played through that and i had a really great time with that i actually never played the original i think this is the original uh let us cling together um so i'm you know i'm always down for another one of these but i'm hoping it comes to the switch because i don't know back in the day i just had the playstation so that, that was fine there it felt more better in a handheld like a nice to go type game so I'm hoping this does also come to the Switch. All right. You know what's a little pet peeve of mine? What? If somebody says more and then like a word that ends in ER, like more better. Did I say or, that? Or, yeah, you did say more better. Um, or like more funnier. <laughs> or like it's just like that. the, the ER, that's, that's the more. It's already yeah. doing that. And so, anyway, sorry. We have we have more more newsier. Yeah, newsier. Yeah, let's get through. <laughs> let's get through. It. Uh, I'm just so out of it today. Uh, the Lord of the Rings Gollum, uh, gets another delay. Uh, this this made me sad, but I think the press release I received for this um, uh, made me laugh because the first line underneath it was. A wizard is never late. He arrives uh, exactly that, when he's that, That's pretty funny. Yeah. So they have a message on their official Twitter account. First of all, we would like to thank all of you for your patience and support so far. Over the last years, our team has been working hard to bring you a remarkable story in a breathtaking world filled with magic and wonder. We are dedicated to meeting our community's expectations and uncovering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the vision of J.R.R. Tolkien. That being said, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we have decided to push the release of The Lord of the Rings Gollum by a few months. We will update you with an exact timing in the near future. We are grateful for our passionate community, and we cannot wait to share this unique adventure with you soon. I don't know why 
because I, I mean, I like the Lord of the Rings universe. Mm -hmm. I like this character in the movies. I just don't have any interest in playing this game. So I will play this game when it comes out because of the Lord of the Rings uh, name mm -hmm. on it. Uh, but there is no hype around this game whatsoever. Like even from Warner themselves, it's yeah. just like they've just shown like they show this game and it goes quiet for years, and they show it, it quiet uh, delay, show it delay, and it's just like you haven't really given us much from this game to be excited about uh, outside of it being a Lord of the Rings game about Gollum. Um, I, like, I, I think the one thing they miss out on here is like, they're not going to be able to tie this in with Rings of Power, which will be premiering on Amazon. And that, right. you know, that latest trailer out of Comic-Con looks great. So, and like that got me, I was like, where's my Lord of the Rings uh, books? Like I want to reread them. Uh, and so, Weirdly enough, like, I I hope the tie-in doesn't hurt to lose, but I, you know, if they need more time to take uh, to polish this game up, then do it because they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna need everything, uh, to hit for this to be a success. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it appears that indie game Papers Please is coming to mobile nearly ten years after its original release. Uh, creator Lucas Pope tweeted the announcement on July twenty third. The port will be available on August fifth. And it will be a paid app, and iOS 11 is the minimum supported version. Uh, does it say whether it's going to be just iOS or if it's going to Android as well? Do we know? Good question. Let's check his Twitter. Um, did you ever play Papers, Please? Uh, I played a little bit of it, like very little, like 20 minutes. Uh, it was this, very interesting. I actually want to check this out on mobile because I feel like... Yeah, this feels like the right place for it, uh, yeah. honestly. I, I also, like... I played a very little bit of it on on uh, PC and... But then bounce off of it quickly. Um, I would be willing to play this on mobile. It seems like the, the right kind of place for it. Alright, so this next bit of news is, is so baffling to me. Uh, yeah. Meta is raising the price of the Quest 2 VR headsets by $100. And this is totally just a situation where they're like, we could probably get $100 more out of people. So let me get $100 more out of people. They've been, they've been selling at a loss is, is what I know. But it's so, just like, it's not a move. I don't feel like this is a move you ever make. Right. So here's the other thing. First off, let's just get the details out of the way. Starting in August, the Meta Quest 2 will cost $399.99. For the 128 gigabyte model and 499.99 for the 256 gigabyte model, the company said. Um, these models currently go for 299 and 399 respectively. Now prices are also going up on MetaQuest 2 accessories and refurbished units. As part of this, for a limited time, uh, anybody who buys a Quest 2 will be treated to a free download of popular VR rhythm game Beat Saber, which is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I and currently. Cur like, currently sells for $29.99. Here's the thing, right? When the MetaQuest <laughs> when the MetaQuest 2 came out, it came out at $299 and $399, the prices that they're currently at. But those models were also 64 gigabytes and 128 gigabytes. Right? They released the 256 gigabyte model, phased out the 64 gigabyte model and essentially issued a price drop 
right? So this is yeah. a, a situation of their own making. Like they could have kept the 128 gigabyte model at its original 399.99 and, and and released the 256 gigabyte model at 499.99 and I don't think anybody would have batted an eye, right? It's yeah. the whole, it's it's the fact that they did go take that approach of dropping the price of the 128 model and now bringing it back up that just I don't know, man. I uh, you know what this does to me? Uh I'm in a spot where I'm like, "Hey, I actually have a private room for VR. I can yeah. I'm interested in it. Sony looks to be very cool stuff with it. Buy it now. Uh and I was messing with the idea of the Oculus Quest 2 VR and then mm -hmm. With this price increase coming, and then the details around Sony releasing around, which we'll touch upon, uh, about PSVR two, I'm just like, if I'm gonna be, if it's the price is gonna be around the same, and the functionality looks cooler, and uh, Sony's a solution, why would I bother with the Quest two VR? Yeah, I mean, I think my only argument with that would be that you're limited to only. PlayStation VR, mm -hmm. uh, whereas the Oculus you can connect to your PC and run Steam and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally understand that 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 thought process. And I mean, we'll get to it later. But the the PlayStation VR stuff looks very very cool. PlayStation VR too. Yeah. Um. All right. Next bit of news: Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic PS5 remake reportedly delayed indefinitely. This hurts because um, I really want to play this game, but I hate having to go back to the dated version of it. Yep. According to a report from Bloomberg, it has been delayed indefinitely. The news comes after the studio reportedly fired two directors. Another studio was brought in to help work on the project. Um, yeah, I love that first one. Uh, I think when I do a list of my favorite games of all time, I sometimes forget about this game and it truly belongs on that list in the top 10 for me. It was one of the few times where like a reveal actually got me, <laughs> even though like looking back, it seems like the most obvious reveal ever. Um, and I've had that reveal spoiled for me for ages now. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so I won't spoil it for folks that don't know. But yeah, yeah no, it seems like a very cool twist. Uh, I uh, yeah, this I would absolutely go back and play a remake of this game. And so I am kind of bummed out. Um, What's what's crazy <coughs> is from that Bloomberg story is they they were looking apparently to have this game out like late twenty twenty two I imagine mm -hmm. early twenty twenty three it was or mid twenty twenty three would be most likely yeah and now it's looking like it may not arrive until twenty twenty five which is batshit like what the hell yeah. are those directors doing that yeah. it went so poorly we're not I don't, even I, we're not even talking like oh it's it's maybe like six months to right year. we're talking about like almost half three more years <laughs> yeah. yep i don't know it it's it's wild i mean we're gonna be dealing with the kang dynasty and, and secret wars uh in 2025 <laughs> yes. all right are we a marvel podcast now yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, grand theft auto 6 will star a female playable character according to the report uh new deeds again revealed by bloomberg and a new report in developer rockstar games the report is about the changing culture at the company and how it may impact the development of the studio's upcoming project. Tellingly, one of the game's main protagonists will reportedly be a woman, and she will be a Latina who will star alongside someone else in a story influenced by Bonnie and Clyde. Um, this is cool. I'm always a little bit weary when you... when we get 
as somebody who you know is a Latino, when we get uh, Latinos and Latinas as characters, is like, is it how authentic is it going to be? Right? Yeah. Is it going to be super stereotypical? Is it going to be like, is it going to be done right? You know? Yeah. Surprisingly. Or maybe not surprisingly, but like the way Insomniac handles Miles Morales's, uh, him being half Puerto Rican, and the way that they just kind of like, it just fits, and it, it they they just work it in. It's not heavy handed. Um, I think that that kind of stuff is really really cool, and obviously I'm all for seeing you know more diversity, and and I would love to see, uh, more characters that look like me who who have a background like me. Right. Um, I I just <laughs> I don't know if I trust Rockstar. Right. I think is what I'm trying to get at. I uh, think it comes down to the writers and like they yeah, do have solid writers, but do they, like I'm hoping they bring in the right writers for this. Yeah. Um, you know, representation does matter. Like I think the reason why Miles Morales does work is like I think they brought in Evan Narciss. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who's done like Black Panther, who's uh, you know written comics. He was a game journalist. Um, like he's done some very good work and like, you know, you bring, you have to bring in the right writers to make sure the characters do come off correctly. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you get torn apart, uh, yeah, quite easily. Um, and rightfully so, you know, uh, I agree with you. Like even with Miss Marvel on Disney, I was like, I, you know, I, I know that there's the right people are involved. I still hope it comes like culturally it, it comes across correctly and it did like and there's a lot of like it might not be the best show but it had moments that spoke to me and in a way that probably no other show has and like that matters yeah Uh, it definitely does uh well i think the funny stuff coming out after this news story was people are like oh gta 6 is now woke and i'm like have you not been paying attention to to grand theft auto Uh, like like have you not do you not understand what the stories and like the satire behind? No, they don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. That's they, the answer. They, really they don't. don't. <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. <clears throat> um, I I think there's some there's some cool stuff here to at least show um, that they are uh, maturing as a studio. Uh, I don't know if the Polygon story has it, but for GTA Online, they had a cops and robbers update that was going to come up come out and then i think that that's when everything when george floyd happened and they shelved it immediately the decision was made to shelve it and they'd never put it out and uh at this point uh, it seems like there's no plans for them to even uh go back and put that out and like it it's understanding the situation reading it and not just being like well this is different uh i think that that shows a level of maturity that maybe we haven't seen at a rock star uh, yeah before uh so i, I want to be I want to go in, into this optimistically, uh, hoping they can deliver something uh, well. Uh, I mean, it does, we're not going to get this for another 18 years anyway, so. Yeah, they did say sometime in 2023 or 2024. That's what Take Two says. But we, uh, knowing Rockstar, they'll take as long as they need uh, yeah. to get it right. So uh, I hope you guys have your uh, Xbox Series Super X and uh, PlayStation 6 pre-order ready and handy for when this finally comes out all right uh next bit of news xbox games of gold retreads two xbox 360 titles for august now i think did we mention it last 
podcast did we did we talk about it how they confirmed that they are going to be phasing out the xbox 360 portion of the program yep. um and their reasoning is that they're just they're out of games that they can they can bring to it and yeah. so uh the last one this seems like absolute proof because these are two games that were already offered on games with gold uh with saints row 2 uh being originally offered in 2020 um, yeah and then monaco which was given free to get gold subscribers in september 2014 both um, great games i love yeah. saints row 2 saints row 2 is a great co-op experience as well if you never played it uh so grab a friend and just go to town it, it's a it's a freaking blast yep and monaco great four player co-op game all right next bit of news everything new in the last of us part one for ps5 i'm not going through this i listen <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I watch this. Yeah. Right. And I, I understand that like, okay, so they <laughs> added uh, updated AI features, new seamless animations, dual sense controller, haptic feedback, new levels of accessibility to the game. This is the same game. This is, is the same game. It's not, you know, I mean, who knows when it comes out, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Right. But like, you look at what um, Capcom has done with Resident Evil and those yep. remakes, right? And that's the standard now. That's what I'm looking for. I need it to feel modernized and, and to feel... And you know what? Maybe this will feel better. Maybe all of a sudden Naughty Dog learned how to make uh, their games fun to actually shoot a weapon in. If if I, this if this plays a bit more like Last of Us Two, um, I mean it'll be a better experience already. It'll be a better experience, uh, yes. uh, because one does not handle that great in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but two definitely was a step in the right direction and did feel better. I yeah I don't know man I'm just not excited for this. I, I don't I honestly feel like this might be a sales flop for them. I, it's kind of I, that it's happening. I don't think it will just because I don't think I don't think they can release a sales flop. <laughs> I feel like they just have their passionate fans that are going to um and maybe I'm wrong. Um but yeah, I am I am not going to be picking this up. Yeah. Did they I mention <coughs> sorry, did they mention if the multiplayer mode is included in this remaster? No, because that's its own standalone thing. Well, no, I know the, the own standalone multiplayer oh, mode for, for, for part this. two, but... That's a good question. I actually don't know. Hmm. All right. We'll look into that. We'll report back. All right. We had already teased it earlier on in this show, but there was an early look at the user experience for PlayStation VR 2. And... A lot of what they showed off is very similar to what you get on most modern VR headsets, but it is a newer experience and a better experience than what was previously off offered on PlayStation VR 1. Did you own the, the first PlayStation VR? I, I didn't. Uh, okay. I told so, the idea, but the library wasn't there for me. <clears throat> so I didn't own it, but I did borrow my friends for an extended period of time because he was like, ah, yeah, sure, you can just take it. You know, at that point, he had gotten like a PC headset. And... I must say, even to this day, I think the Quest 2 with the Elite Strap is super, super comfortable. Um, but I don't know if it's as comfortable as, as that first PlayStation VR was to wear. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that they're going with more modern controllers, more in the vein of like the touch control, the Oculus Touch controllers or the Meta 
touch controllers. I don't know what they're calling yeah. them now. Um, and so they showed off see-through view, which basically allows you to have a pass-through, so you can actually see uh, what is in front of you. The um, Oculus so, Rift, when they launched, had that, right? Yes, and and they uh, obviously it still has it. Yeah. Um, the 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 Meta Quest Two has it. Uh, you can also broadcast yourself while playing. Now, a new broadcast feature for PSVR Two will allow you to film yourself while playing by connecting a PS Five HD camera to the console. So this I actually think is 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 pretty cool. If you're the kind of person who streams from their PlayStation and is going to use that, I think well, one of the things about VR that's a little bit difficult right now is streaming to uh, a platform like Twitch and uh, and um, or YouTube or anything like that, right? I think uh, getting that capture footage and getting it to... And that's one of the things that the first PlayStation VR did better than some of the other headsets is you could play it in a living room with friends, right? You could have it on and the friends could see on the TV what you were seeing and what was going on. So it felt like a more social headset than any of the other ones out there. And so, I I mean, I, I think that that is a cool move. I, I won't be using that feature. It's, um, it's a great feature, I think, if you're playing a VR horror <clears> game <throat> and you want to be jumpy as hell and show people. Yes. <laughs> like, like, outside yep. of that, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if I would want one to showcase myself outside of game footage. Yeah. Um, there's a customized play area. It's basically just this like cool. in... It, so, the like, like I said... The MetaQuest 2 does this. They call it their uh, their Guardian Shield, I think is what it's called, on, on the uh, Meta headset. Um, I don't know that. That's, uh, yes. Well, they never really advertised that too, yes. much, too much. Yeah, so you do... It's a, Listen, it's exa- it looks exactly the same as what these images are showing, where you basically point down and hold the trigger and, and draw out an outline, and then uh, that will be your play area. If you start to dip out of it, it will pop up and it'll go straight into pass-through mode. And so that you can see that you're kind of hitting through that, that area. Um, the last bit is uh, VR mode and cinematic mode. So in VR mode, players can enjoy VR content in a 360 view in a virtual environment. Content will be displayed in 4000 by 2040 HDR video format. So that's 2000 by 2040 per eye. With 90 hertz, 120 hertz frame rate, um, which is great. The higher the frame rate, the better when it comes to VR. In cinematic mode, players will view the PS5 system and UI and all non-VR game and media content on a virtual cinema screen. Content in cinematic mode will be displayed in 1920 by 1080 HDR video format with uh, 2460 hertz and also 120 hertz frame rate. I get it, right? Like, you know... First off, most people aren't going to be using that, so that is very much a secondary feature. Excuse you know, me. it is. Excuse it is. Me. Now, how many people are going to use that for porn? Oh my god! <laughs> sure, sure. It is a cool feature to try out. Like, what? Not, not what you mentioned, but like, uh, like sitting down and watching Netflix in a headset, right? Like, there's a Netflix app for yeah. the, the Quest, and you sit there, and it's like a virtual movie theater screen, essentially, is what it's mimicking. Does it feel big? No. Okay. It does it. And so that I think is part of the problem, right? Is that like I wish it felt big. It's the um, Liberty Science Center when it's still right. Running. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's and what I, I want. I, that's what I want. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so I mean, it's 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 a cool thing to try out like once or twice, but it's not. And so I understand it being 1080p, but I don't know. I wish I wish we could get, you know, at least 1440, right? Like yeah. Anyway, all right. On 
Tony Hawk remake, Yakuza Like a Dragon hit PlayStation Plus in August. Uh, I also saw an article that like all of the modern Yakuza's are going to be coming to PlayStation Plus eventually. Yeah, the extra and premium. I was going to add that, but I was yeah. just going to. Uh, I just wanted to. I was going to mention it with this. Uh, yeah. I think so, starting in August, you st- I think you get zero, one, and two Kiwami, um, on PlayStation Plus extra and premium. And so, um, and then eventually over the course. What's um, what's the base level? Is it? Is it just plus? Is it plus essential? Essential? I think it's essential. Essential yeah. plus and so extra. so so coming to essentials is because this is coming to essentials, right? Is you could like a dragon. Yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two will be available for free to all PlayStation Plus subscribers in August. Uh, the other free game for the month is Little Nightmares, which will be available only on. PS4, obviously, PS5 being backwards compatible, you, you can play um, that. Um, why, why didn't they just name it, like, Bronze, Silver, Gold? Like, they chose the most inconvenient naming. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> I think they should have just left it as, like, One, two, PlayStation, three. PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus... What, what are the other two? It's it's Extra and... and Premium, I think. They could have, I mean, yeah. They could have just done it like that. There's the essentials is what, like, the base one is... Extra premium, there you go. Yeah, so the essentials is unnecessary. I think they could have just gone PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Extra, PlayStation Plus Premium, and it would be slightly more palatable. Um, And then, so yeah, so all three titles will be free on PlayStation Plus from August 2nd to September 6th. Uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 will include downloads for both the PS4 and PlayStation 5 version. I, um, it's weird. I am most excited for Little Nightmares, even though I've already played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, that is the most exciting game coming. I know Yakuza Like a Dragon, people will love, and maybe, maybe actually maybe I'll... Let's s- play where I just sit with you and you play Yakuza yeah, Like a Dragon. Yeah, maybe. As my problem is how long it is, man. It's it's, it's so if good. if that game was 40, 35 hours, I would play it, no doubt. It's so good. Yeah, but it's like ninety hours. It, no, what's the how long to be on this? All right, let's see. If it's, I'll tell you what. If the how long to beat is forty hours or less, I'll play it. We're looking right now for audio. Rushed thirty, <laughs> median forty-five. All right. Yeah. Nope. Five hours too long oh rush 30 I, maybe i could maybe i could play it get it through in 30 anyway all three of these games are fantastic i mean this is a great lineup especially when you compare it to like what we just talked about with <laughs> games with gold uh yeah no I this hope, is i hope this microsoft's is... got something up their sleeve for games with gold yeah uh, after september it, yeah yeah no i i agree i part of me feels like they're just gonna phase it out yeah um but i mean who knows all right Sticking with PlayStation, PS5 beta introduces 1440p support, gameless, and more. Uh, yes, like they've caught up with Microsoft in some really cool ways. Yeah, so the PS5 introduces support for 1440p HDMI video output, uh, which you know, if you have a 1440p monitor like I do on my desk, uh, you can you know play there. I, they also added games list in your game library. You can create games lists, which make organizing games even easier. Um, you can now compare 3D audio and stereo audio, That's which cool. is only really good 
honestly is if you have like in, in my opinion if you have a premium set of headphones because sometimes the way that the uh headphones are tuned and balanced and and like their own equalizer settings will be better than the 3d audio um easier access to in-progress activities new social features i mean the big one is the 1440p support yeah it listen better late than never uh it's cool that they've added it and i mean it is weird that it wasn't there from the start uh, especially when your competitor had it there from the start but the fact that it's there now um and they've also gone in and done the work for like hey if this game has a higher native 4k resolution it will do super sampling down to 1440 and make the, <coughs> the anti-aliasing at least a little bit mm -hmm. better um for if you're playing in 1440 uh which is a very neat feature it was nice to have on uh the one x um mm -hmm. that that was xbox one x right the last gen yes yeah like that did it for 1080p tvs and it made a difference uh if you didn't have a 4k tv um so it's good to see that it was sony's uh, matching that from the Xbox side. And we talked about PlayStation Plus earlier and one of those tiers actually having cloud gaming. To go with that, the uh, Backbone controller, which you have a Backbone, right? I love my Backbone. Yes. So there's a new collaboration between Sony and Backbone, a Backbone and they are releasing a PS5 branded version of the controller, which this is not the DualSense layout. No, it, it's not. It's uh, it's asymmetrical. Like, right. Like it's using staggered sticks. Yeah. And so, yes, it has a triangle, circle, X and, and square on it uh, and it's white. But this is a better layout <laughs> than the actual <laughs> DualSense controller. I, I mean, listen, I've talked about it before. I think DualSense controller is the best controller PlayStation has ever had. I think it's actually a very, very good controller. I think that, uh, um, I think parallel joysticks is, are dumb. Uh, I don't think it's comfortable. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how people play shooters that way. So, so one, th one thing I do want to point out what this is, this is just a skin on the controller. If you have a regular backbone controller, it's ex it works exactly the same way with PlayStation. Yeah, right. Play. I mean, only, thing, I, only thing you're really paying for here is the white is, color, the branded uh, face buttons, right. and then the PlayStation logo on the back. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it, a, it's a slick looking backbone. It is. It, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a, I looked at it and I was like, oh shit, I kind of want a white one. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't, I don't need a white one uh in that regard like it, it, if you have one already it, it works great the, the, uh and you don't you need to use this for cloud gaming like you could download the playstation remote play app and like right connect to your console right and play games like that the, back, the backbone is great and like i think one of the features on the backbone that doesn't that not many people know about as well is um you can use wired mode on it so say you have a tablet uh, or a laptop that you're streaming to instead you can connect the iPhone cable uh, to the backbone and then connect it to the either tablet or um, laptop, and you can use it as a, a wired controller in that sense. So you will have no iPhone in the middle, of course, but it's like a nice travel controller if you don't want to carry around the PlayStation or a PS5. I wish they would. I wish they would release an Android version. I understand I, why they don't. Mm -hmm. I, I understand why there's not. I mean, I, unfortunately, 
Android controllers come in so many different shapes and sizes and yeah. and I I would love one that has USB-C. So like not not just for Android but for the iPad Mini 6. Like yeah. that is such a perfect size for like nice big screen remote play on the go and mm -hmm. there's no mount there's no holder that would properly hold that thing uh, so i would kill for uh, uh something that's usbc and that just like stretch it as like just really stretch it like if i had an ipad pro and i was like i want to attach this to that like let me do that now this this is already available for sale now for yes. 99.99 correct is that how much a normal backbone controller costs i think that's around how much i paid uh for it so, yeah, I, I'm looking right now, and that is how much they they just yeah, cost 99. normally. Yeah. All right, so that's good because sometimes, so that's the funny thing is some some these companies Wait, they what? will release like there is an Android version ships uh, November 2022. Oh shit! All right, what I did not know. <laughs> I just uh, found out right now, and it comes with three months of free uh, trial of Discord Nitro and two months free trial of Stadia Pro. All right, that's awesome. I want to know uh, what controllers it's going to support. Uh, I need yeah, to see with extended you... 10.14. Oh, so it'll definitely extend far enough for my phone. I need to check the iPad mini. Oh my God, this is this this is how, this is problem. This is, this problem. is awesome. Do I order it now? Yeah, like right now, live on. 3.5 on... <laughs> millimeter headphone jack. Uh, yeah, no, it's like I said, um, amazing, amazing. Uh, device uh, I need to you know what maybe I will email them and see if we can get some more details on this backbone one for Android um, because I want to know if I plug if I can somehow manage to plug this into an iPad mini 6 would it work <laughs> all right uh, last bit of news for this week we got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's new DLC includes a twist a brand new track so Sky High Sunday joins remasters of Waluigi Pinball Snowland and Calamari Desert. Did you pick up the booster course pass? So I did, but I haven't played it. Uh, okay. The, the wave one, and it, uh, honestly, like I'm at this point of where it's like, if I wait like two more waves, yeah, it's a new Mario Kart game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's true. It's because like we have what already two. We got two cups worth. This makes it four. And then we'll have eight and two more. So I'm very, uh, I'm very much excited for this because like Mario Kart I, needs something new on consoles, and so yeah. more maps the better. And so I, the new one like that they actually did something new and not just like a rehash of something else. Um, yeah, it's nice to see. It's funny because actually this news made me think like you know what, maybe I will bring. I have a dock here already all of my friends now for the most part have built pcs and have dual monitors and if they don't have dual monitors maybe i convince them to get a second monitor mm -hmm. and maybe we start playing more switch and, and and actually like and using discord to talk to each other because that's that's literally the reason why we don't play switch multiplayer often is because trying to talk to each other is a nightmare you know can i let me show you the covert doc from genki which is fantastic uh it is this small wall unit just think like any phone charger type thing a little bit uh -huh. bigger uh you plug in the power you plug in the hdmi and you just put your switch down on your desk and 
connect the HDMI to a monitor or to a TV. You don't need to carry around your dock. This thing fits in your pocket. As long as you've got the wires, um, you can play this on the go. And it has, an extra U- it has one USB slot on it as well if you need to charge a controller or something. Okay, nice. And yeah, uh, I picked up one of these. I don't travel with a dock anymore. It is great as long as you have somewhere night like flat to put your switch uh, that right. no one's going to trip over. And yeah, it works great. Um, and they also have um, Genki also has this thing called, I think Shadowcast, if I believe this is correct. Um, so a lot of times people travel with their switch and like a laptop. But your laptop's not a TV monitor, like even if it might have an HDMI slot. So what this does is it, uh, essentially casts it onto a laptop screen instead. So uh, you can use it that way as well. That is uh, very cool. Yeah. So if you're looking for like alternatives uh, to, that you could use, check those out. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, that being said, when Nintendo first announced the booster course pass it promised remastered tracks from past mario kart but like as i said earlier sky high sunday is a new map um that's also going to be added to mario kart tour at a later date i didn't know mario mario kart tour was still being supported that's it, it seems to, to get content updates quite a bit oh, that's very interesting um yeah i don't know man this is this is making me like i'm getting the itch you know what it is also is that like Splatoon is coming out soon. And so I think the Switch is just on my mind a lot in regards to like multiplayer stuff. And I know that I want to play that and I would love to play that with friends. Yeah. And so, yeah, figuring out the proper like I've got uh, setup for you know, that. Because I've got the OLED now, I have two docks. And so for me, it's it's a no brainer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have two docks because yeah. I'm a psychopath and bought a second dock I at mean, some point. I mean, honestly, when everyone bought the original Switch, everyone at that point was like hey i need a second dock <laughs> People yeah did, you yeah know, like uh it is I, I mean i still think we need to do a stream competition royale of mario games on the switch just like competitive I, listen, across I, the board i i um, I, mario kart party. i am i am down to pit like we can do like a uh you know, a, a, a Nintendo Olympics style event and I'll put a host of the show on the line, right? <laughs> uh, Does that mean much? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really. It'd be today. Part of me today was like, I might just tell, I'm so exhausted. I might tell Bilal just to drive this, this vehicle tonight. Oh, we could have gone because, places. Uh, yeah, gone places. because I'm just going to sit in the background and, 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 drink my wine and just stare off because i am out of it um no but i think that would be cool man i I mean i'm always down to show that i'm the superior gamer uh you definitely probably have a leg up when it comes to switch games but (laughs) i i I am i have uh come to terms of like yeah you know what maybe i won't win this but like yeah uh i've I've reached that point in my life where like you know what i'm not superior gamer i don't think i've ever been the superior (laughs) gamer at any point in my life (laughs) unless it was crash team racing's battle mode Mm. that one i beat people a three-on-one with using a multi-tap it was great Oh, multi-tap, man. Yeah, There's so many yeah. things. Like, I listen, we really do. Like, first off, this is the most old man thing to say. But, like, these kids don't know how good they have it. 
you oh, know, hundred yeah, percent. And 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 sometimes like I, I have to step back and and when I'm complaining about something video game related and it's just not working or like a game mm-hmm. crashing on me or something like that, where wow, you just got really loud in my ears. Um, yeah, I just realized what the problem okay. <laughs> has been this entire time. Okay, um, and so I. I would take a step back and realize, like, oh my god, like, things are so good now, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely take for granted. I mean, even from the last generation to this generation, like, how fast these consoles boot back up, how fast the games load back up. Like, if a game crashes on you and stuff like that, you can get right back into it in like two seconds. If something's like kind of yeah. acting up, in the past we would be like, all right, well, I'm gonna just try to play and see if it fixes itself. But now we're just like, no, 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 we'll wait for you, just. Close it down, start it back up, and we'll be back in there in two seconds. Yeah. I one of my complaints about Octopath Traveler, uh, uh, Champions of the Continent, is that when you load, when you start up the game and it starts loading data, it's <laughs> it takes like a Destiny level of loading into a mission or flying to a planet, a <laughs> type load. <laughs> you're sitting there for two minutes, and I was like, I was like, what is this? What is this yeah. load time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like even that, uh, there was that Microsoft update of like, hey, uh, there's a beta build on the Insider <laughs> program where we uh, increased the boot up speed by five seconds. And it's yeah, like, we, it's like cut 12 anim- seconds. It's yeah. 12 seconds ar- already. So by the time yeah. your TV turns on, you're already on the dashboard yeah. regardless. They, uh, yeah, they basically just like cut part of the animation and sped up the animation. And yeah. so, I mean, I, th- I think it's a cool, I think it's a cool move, right? Like I, if yeah. they can do it. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's already super fast, you know? Uh, but if you can make it faster, make it faster, man. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm of the mind that, like, anything you can do faster and get it over with faster, faster means better. Um, my wife might disagree with you. I was just <laughs> about to say that. <laughs> it's such a long way for me to go to make that terrible, terrible joke. Let's end this podcast. I got to get out of here. Uh, Bilal, why don't you let people know where they can uh, follow you, follow the site. You can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N, over on Twitch. Uh, just follow us over at the WorkPrint uh, on uh, on Twitch. And take a look at uh, theworkprint.com where we have lots of new articles uh, going up from um, new writers. Uh, got two new writers that came on board uh, doing great work alongside everyone else that came before. Um, so definitely... Uh, check out the website, and then if you want to interact with us more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look up the WorkPrint, uh, and you will find our account. Uh, look for the WP logo, and you know it's us. Um, free, uh, feel free to tune into our streams that we do from time to time. Uh, I'm hoping to have uh, Gloomhaven back on on Tuesday. Had some work being done at the house, so had to cancel this week, um, but. Yeah, uh, that's about it for me. What about you, Rob? Yeah, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, across pretty much all social media and video game platforms and stuff like that. Uh, I also would like to stream some more. Uh, I have my mom visiting, and my mom's in town right now, so it's been a little... That's part of the reason also why I haven't been playing a ton of games, because I've been spending time with her um, at night. And... uh, and yeah, I mean, I've, me and Bilal have talked about it. We, he's, we just got to find some time together, but we're going to, I think, uh, stream Escape Academy together. I've been waiting for him, and I'm really excited to play it. So uh, 
if he doesn't hurry up and, and get it together, I might just have to start without him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also, I mean, I was talking to Blah before the podcast that I also would like to try to see if I can get some uh, board game stuff going on, on the site as well. Um, it's something that I I love. I'm super passionate about. I think it's a uh, a hobby that I, I'm starting to realize that people don't understand just how big it is and how diverse the board games are. Like people will sometimes when I tell them about it, people will ask me about the games and their only reference point is Monopoly, uh, Monopoly Risk uh, yeah. and, and Risk Catan. being actually the closest, maybe Catan, yeah. which is so funny because uh, what is that game called? Like what's Saddlers of Catan? Okay. Yes, that's what it was called, and that's what the box said, Settlers of Catan. And yeah. now it's just called Catan. Like, they just streamlined that um, all the way. And so that's how old I am and how long I've been playing games, is that that <laughs> board game used to be called something different. But uh, yeah, maybe Catan. That's like the extent of it. And Catan is a great like entry point. You know, I think that's probably has a lot to do with why I got into this hobby is because of, you know, Catan. Um, but there's so many different like games out there. And I've started getting like started getting into deck builders. I, I started getting into uh, games that can be played head to head, just one v one. And so um, I have some cool ones that I think are, are that I have that are one v one that I think if I can get my son to come and play with me that I could show off on here. And uh, one of them is actually a licensed one. And so it's uh, it, I think it, I think it'd be good, a good time. I just need to figure out the logistics. But I, somebody really wise gave me some advice and said, I just have to go ahead and do it and then yeah. work it out as it goes along. You should, you should listen to that man. He sounds very, very wise. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, that's a that's about it. Th- those of you hanging out in the chat, thank you guys so much, man. I, I, I really love seeing people pop in during the live stream and, uh, you know, ask us uh, questions. Uh, we tend not to just because there is the audio portion of it. Uh, we tend not to answer them on the podcast during the stream, uh, instead answering it in the chat. But maybe, who knows, maybe we'll just start, you know, when someone has a good question, we'll just verbally repeat it in the in the podcast and then and then answer it on the podcast as well. We'll do stuff like that. Yeah, um, um, I mean, it turns out one of my buddies is very excited for The Last of Us remake. And yeah, so I that kind of... I have to yeah. reevaluate my uh, friendship. Uh, yeah, so that 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 kind of qu- that kind of comment and question might not make it to the <laughs> audio portion, but uh, others, others. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'll... Just uh, one point on housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I have to travel into work next week on Wednesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. I don't know what time I will be back next Wednesday, but I'm hoping we're also have a podcast um, then or and the stream then. If not, I'll uh, post something out. Uh, on the Instagram to let you guys know what the latest is. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned that we obviously we did this on a Thursday. Uh, life life gets in the way, right? I think uh, yeah. this this week uh, Bilal had a, a ton of stuff that he was doing around the house, trying to make the space where he actually records and streams and stuff that livable. Uh, yeah, I don't think I think it's I don't still think like eighty five degrees <laughs> in here right now. I got uh, like a light sweat going. Yeah, I don't think people realize uh, that you are on the brink of death. At the at the end of all of these, because of the uh, the space that you normally record in, but uh, thank you so much, man, for for making it out today, and 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 even with everything you have going on, still uh, being here with me. Yeah, uh, no, man, I love it. But until next time, bye bye.